Well, Poland. One of our great allies, President Duda, Prime Minister, Mr. Prime Minister, Mr. Mayor, to all the former ministers and presidents, as well as mayors and Polish political leaders from all across the country, thank you for welcoming back to Poland. You know, it was nearly one year ago, nearly one year ago, I spoke at the Royal Castle here in Warsaw just weeks after Vladimir Putin had unleashed his murderous assault on Ukraine, the largest land war in Europe since World War II had begun, and the principles that have been the cornerstone of peace, prosperity, and stability on this planet for more than 75 years were at risk of being shattered. One year ago, the world was bracing for the fall of Kyiv, well, I've just come from a visit to Kyiv, and I can report Kyiv stands strong. <laughs> Kyiv stands proud. It stands tall. And most important, it stands free. When Russia invaded, it wasn't just Ukraine being tested. The whole world faced a test for the ages. Europe was being tested. America was being tested. NATO was being tested. All democracies are being tested, and the questions we face were as simple as they were profound. Would we respond, or would we look the other way? Would we be strong, or would we be weak? Would we, we, would we, would we the, all of our allies, would be united or divided? One year later, we know the answer. We did respond. We would be strong. We would be united and the world would not look the other way. <clears throat> we also face fundamental questions about the commitment to the most basic of principles. Would we stand up for the sovereignty of nations? Would we stand up for the right of people to live free from naked aggression? Would we stand up for democracy? One year later, we know the answers. Yes, we would stand up for sovereignty, and we did. Yes, we would stand up for the right of people to live free from aggression, and we did. And we would stand up for democracy, and we did. And yesterday, I had the honor to stand with President Zelensky in Kyiv to declare that we will keep standing up for these same things, no matter what. <clears throat> when President Putin ordered his tanks to roll into Ukraine, he thought we would roll over. He was wrong. The Ukrainian people are too brave. America, Europe, a coalition of nations, from the Atlantic to the Pacific, we were too unified. Democracy was too strong. Instead of an easy victory, he perceived and predicted. Putin left with burnout tanks and Russia's forces in, delay, in, dis in disarray. He thought he'd get the Findalization of NATO. Instead, he got the NATOization of Finland and Sweden. He thought NATO would fracture and divide. Instead, NATO was more united and more unified than ever, than ever before. He thought he could weaponize energy to crack your resolve, Europe's resolve. Instead, we're working together to end Europe's dependence on Russian fossil fuels.
He thought autocrats like himself were tough and leaders of democracy were soft. And then he met the iron will of America and the nations everywhere that refused to accept the world governed by fear and force. He found himself at war with a nation led by a man whose courage would be forged in fire and steel, President Zelensky. President Putin. President Putin is confronted with something today that he didn't think was possible a year ago. The democracies of the world have grown stronger, not weaker. But the autocrats of the world have grown weaker, not stronger, because in the mo moments of great upheaval and uncertainty, that knowing what you stand for is most important, and knowing who stands with you makes all the difference. The people of Poland know that. You know that. In fact, you know, you know it better than anyone here in Poland, because that's what solidarity means through partition and oppression when the beautiful city was destroyed after the Warsaw Uprising during decades under the iron fist of communist rule, Poland endured because you stood together. That's how brave leaders of the opposition and the people of Belarus continue to fight for their democracy. That's how the resolve of Moldovan people, the resolve of the people of Moldova to live in freedom gained them independence and put them on the path to EU membership. President Sandu is here today. I'm not sure where she is, but I'm proud to stand with you and the freedom-loving people of Moldova. Give her a round of applause. One year, in, one year into this war, Putin no longer doubts the strength of our coalition, but he still doubts our conviction. He doubts our staying power. He doubts our continued support for Ukraine. He doubts whether NATO can remain unified. But there should be no doubt. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. NATO will not be divided, and we will not tire. <laughs> President Putin's craven lust for land and power will fail and the Ukrainian people's love for their country will prevail. Democracies of the world will stand guard over freedom today, tomorrow, and forever. So that's, what it's, that's what's at stake here, freedom. That's the message I carried to Kyiv yesterday, directly to the people of Ukraine. When President Zelensky said he came to the United States in December, quote, he said, this struggle will define the world and what our children and grandchildren, how they live, and then their children and grandchildren. He wasn't only speaking about the children and grandchildren of Ukraine. He was speaking about all of our children and grandchildren, yours and mine. We're seeing again today what the people of Poland and the people across Europe saw for decades. Appetites of the autocrat cannot be appeased they must be opposed. Autocrats only understand one word, no, no, no. No, you will not take my country. No, you will not take my freedom. No, you will not take my future. And I'll repeat tonight what I said last year in the same place. A dictator bent on rebuilding an empire will never be able to 
ease the people's love of liberty. Brutality will never grind down the will of the free. And Ukraine, Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. Never. For free people refuse to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. You know, this has been an extraordinary year in every sense. Extraordinary brutality from Russian forces and mercenaries. They've committed depravities, crimes against humanity, without shame or compunction. They've targeted civilians with death and destruction, used rape as a weapon of war, stolen Ukrainian children in an attempt to, in an attempt to steal Ukraine's future, bombed train stations, maternity hospitals, schools, and orphanages. No one, no one can turn away their eyes from the atrocities Russia is committing against the Ukrainian people. It's abhorrent. It's abhorrent. But extraordinarily, as well, has been the response of the Ukrainian people and the world. One year after the bombs began to fall, Russian tanks rolled into Ukraine. Ukraine is still independent and free.